0: Just because you are a celebrity or a streamer with one viewer, you can be influential at any stage in life. And there are actually a lot of different things that you can do to grow your influence as a content creator. And what's amazing about this is that we're actually going to get into those things today. I'm going to share these seven ways that you can grow your influence and... We're going to drill it down into the three things that you need to be influential as fuck. (laughs) Let's do it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Man, stuff is super weird right now, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) The world is just all over the place. (laughs) But that's okay because the show must go on, right? I feel like a lot of us are in this place right now where we're nervous and overwhelmed with just everything that's happening. But I just want you to know this podcast is going to continue, even though not as many of you are listening to it right now because you're not going to work lately. Um, But what you might actually be having time for right now is more content creation, more streaming And we're seeing numbers and all of these platforms go up significantly. Streaming has just grown a ton over March since more people are working from home or just at home in general. YouTube is growing. Views are up for a lot of people Even though maybe the sponsorships or the revenue stuff is down, we're still able to spend a lot more time with everyone more than we ever have been within recent years. And so I think this is a really good time for us to talk about influence. And whether you're a streamer or you just want to be a content creator on any platform, this is something that's really important for you to get very familiar with because there are ways for you to become more influential, which is going to mean that you're able to. Grow your viewership, yes, but more so connect with the people who are around you and who want to consume what it is that you're creating, and you're going to be influential to the point of being able to have them either buy from your sponsors or or purchase your products or uh, believe the same things that you believe, and this entire process is all about you kind of learning what it takes to become successful so that you can move up into the next stage of influence. So we're going to go over the stages, but we'll also talk about the the deeper stuff that makes an influencer. What are the things that you can do to make someone pay attention to what you have to say and to take it very seriously? Okay, so first off, let's just start by saying, all right, what the heck is an influencer? A lot of people think influencers are Uh, Those cheesy maybe fitness babes on Instagram that try to sell you and all these products or maybe they have these really hot bodies or they're just incredibly popular online. But popularity does not equate to influence. Just because someone has a lot of followers or even if they're a celebrity, right? If they're like traditional Hollywood celebrity, it doesn't mean that people have enough belief in them or trust in them to take action based on the things that they say. An influencer can be a celebrity, but they can also be someone who doesn't have a ton of followers. This is really, if you want to use the traditional definition of this, it's anyone who can manipulate the views of others based on a perceived personal connection. So these are those people who are so good at making their audience feel connected to them that they're able to change their views or get them to buy something. And this is why it's so important that influencers have their audience's best wishes at heart, because as you can see, this can go negative very, very quickly if that influencer manipulates people negatively. I think a lot of people hear the word manipulate, just a general side note here, and they have this negative connotation, but manipulation is in everything that we do. It's in sales, it's in being a streamer, growing your content, growing a business. There are positive and negative manipulations. If you manipulate people to believe in themselves or to... Take the risk and take a step into learning how to make money online or you teach people how to start to have a better relationship with others around them. That is a form of – or those are forms of positive manipulation. If you manipulate people out of greed, you basically want to take their money and give them nothing in return. Or you manipulate them to hate on somebody else. Or you manipulate them to start hating themselves. That is obviously negative manipulation. We don't want to do that. There are different levels of influencers. So now that we know an influencer exists, what are the different levels of them? Because yes, it can be a celebrity, but it can also be someone who doesn't have a ton of followers. They can still be incredibly influential among their community. So we've got micro influencers, experts, and macro influencers. These are three different types. Okay. Three different fav- phases of your influence. One is, This is the first step. They have to go in sequential order. You start by being a micro-influencer. So this is the stage where you are going door-to-door and you're literally building your influence one person at a time. You're spending enough time with a single individual that they start to get all of these different influential components from you that then makes you influential to them and their life. And then you move on to the next person and the next person and the next person. Now, this is going to seem familiar for those of you who listen, who have listened to the streaming episodes. And we've talked about that time period whenever you're a content creator or really just within anything where you have to go door to door and find your audience. The beginning of any journey, even of building your influence or starting on social media or starting a business, it's really difficult because you don't have word of mouth. You don't have that social proof that's going to carry you. And you have to go to the people that you think are your audience and start serving them and helping them. And that is the stage of the micro-influencer. So this is for those of you who You don't necessarily have that base foundational community yet. Uh, I would consider this anyone that doesn't have a reputation that draws people to them. So this would be, let's say you want to build a brand on helping edit podcasts. Okay, So you want to build a brand where you are the podcast editor for streamers. Your micro-influencer phase is that phase where you are going to each individual streamer that you know, asking if they need help. You're sharing content that expresses your expertise. You are kind of trying to build your authority within that level, right? And then the next level is your subject matter expert. So this is whenever people know oh, that's that person. They are all about editing podcasts for streamers. I know that I can go to them if I ever have a question. This is where you stop needing to go door to door. okay, And you start to have this reputation of being a person that people know that they can come to and learn from or get some kind of expertise from. So a lot of you are in that micro stage until people start coming to you consistently that have heard of you because of some specific thing. You are a micro influencer, but that doesn't mean that you are not influential. It doesn't mean that you can't. Create success for yourself. All the dreams that you have can be accomplished at a macro influencer level, and there are plenty of examples of people who have done this. I know a woman who has, uh, I think, two thousand subscribers on YouTube who makes multiple six figures a month. There is uh, one of our our students in Stream Coach Academy. Who has like 10 average viewers, but they have been a game designer for like 20 or 30 years and their audience is younger kids that want to get into game design someday. And that means that that person is such a powerful force because, I mean, one, they're unique, but also they are a micro-influencer and they can still have that great connection with their audience that you can't necessarily have whenever you go up to this expert or macro level. So let's talk about the next level, which is the subject matter expert, right? Now, whenever you're a micro influencer, the thing that's really difficult for you is all of the time that it takes to go door to door to connect with people, But once you've done that and you start to have that reputation of someone that people come to for something very specific and you stand out as like one of the best in your industry, that's whenever you transition into that subject matter expert. And at this point, the journey is different. You don't have to go door to door anymore, but what you have to do is you have to prove that you're the best in the world at what you do. So this is like... Good old Ashley Christ making stream advice videos. people know her as the stream coach for sure. there's definitely people who come to i don't have to t- talk about myself in third person, but there are definitely people that come to me that um they they know that I am like a subject matter expert but If I want to get to the next level, I have to be better than every other person who's giving stream advice out there. And that is incredibly difficult whenever you've got people like Harris Heller or Pete from Gaming Careers or EpisVox who has the technological mind of a freaking Einstein. So you have to figure out how you are going to not just serve people that initial thing that helps you become a micro-influencer... But you have to figure out how to do so in a way that is unique so much to you and helps you become the absolute best whenever people compare you to anyone else. Then at that point, once you are able to accomplish that, which is really, really difficult, because here's the problem. Most people are not going to put in the effort at the micro-influencer level. Most of y'all are going to hear like, oh, yeah, I have to go door to door and find my audience. You're not going to do it. And if you do and you get to that subject matter expert, that second stage in being an influencer, uh, yeah, an influencer, then you get to the point, the place where you have to legitimately prove your skills in order to attract people from outside of that inner circle that you've cultivated. And that is really freaking hard because this is based on your work ethic and your ability to uh, produce value for people at an insane freaking level. But then you've got the macro level, which is basically... I mean, these are the influencers that can do whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) They legitimately can do whatever they want. Because their influence has grown so much, they're influential across many different topics, not just their initial topic. If I am a person who is giving stream advice and I'm going door to door in that beginner stage, finding my audience. I mean, I'm connecting with everyone through all my comments. I'm posting my videos in places where they need to be. I'm creating video responses for clients or, Uh, other people who have questions. And then eventually I transition into that subject matter expert phase. I prove that I'm the best in the world. I know everything that I need to know in order to create amazing content for those people, build an amazing business for those people, et cetera, et cetera. Then I move into the macro influencer. And now I'm not just talking about stream advice. I'm also talking about uh maybe it's technology business uh gaming the games industry it's a lot of different subjects at that point that I'm able to be influential over but I can't be influential without these seven components of influence that I'm about to talk about so that's kind of the journey right that's We've established what an influencer is, and we've talked about the different levels of influence. We've said you can be successful at any of these stages, but what types of things do you do to actually be influential? And I think this is information that literally every single freaking streamer needs to hear. A lot of you have read Influence the Power of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. It is an absolutely amazing book. If you haven't read it yet, it was written in 1984 and it is so good. It talks about the six components of uh, influence, but it goes into, uh, Robert actually added a seventh recently. So we're going to go into the seventh one here as well. The first one, we've got reciprocity. Okay, so this is super important. This is the idea that uh, human beings reciprocate what they receive and what they give. Right. So this is someone gives you a birthday present. So you invite them over for dinner and you cook them a meal. We really want to uh, reciprocate the things that people give us. And so the way that you use this, if you're a content creator, is you give people stuff through your content. You give away stuff for free. You give out all the information that you can. This is why if you want to build a business, you need to make sure that you are giving out freebies and you're doing things for free from time to time. This is why a lot of people do giveaways because we know that whenever you are seen as someone who is more giving, that reciprocity is going to come back for you. But a lot of people fail here because their ratio of give and take is really just messed up. So you'll give, but then you'll take and take. If you've heard of Gary Vee, he has a really good solution for this called jab, 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 right hook, which is essentially give, 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 ask. So you uh, give people something through, let's say, maybe it's like some really great content on Twitter, something that's really shareable, goes pretty viral. Then you do it again, then you do it again. And then you say, hey, come and follow me on Twitter or on Twitch if you want to see more of this happening live. That's typically the structure that you want to use. Uh, you can use this in your personal relationships or in your professional or content creator, Um uh, it- experience i don't don't know (laughs) then you've got the second tool to develop your influence which is commitment and consistency a lot of people fail here myself included this podcast has been all over the place over the last like Couple of years. We've been very consistent for the last like three months here and on YouTube, but the streams have kind of disappeared for the last three months. It's very difficult to juggle all of these things, but you have to think that all successful brands are really consistent. Think of Nike. What if Nike just stopped making shoes, stopped fulfilling orders, and just like ghosted everyone for a month? Or if they did it for like six months and then they came back and they're like, hey, we're Nike. Yeah. People would not care. They would feel really let down because you're, I mean, Nike wasn't showing up for them. Nike invested in them and they felt really close and they were developing a relationship. And this is what uh, that snowball is all about whenever you're a content creator, right? So the beginning is very, very difficult. But as you start to accumulate all of these different people in your space and all of these different customers, who are buying from you, then word of mouth starts to develop, social proof starts to develop, people start recommending your stuff to their friends, and then the snowball starts to get faster and faster and faster, and then it becomes, I was going to say a tsunami, which is totally not, (laughs) that's not right at all, (laughs) Uh, somebody melted the snowball, mistake, but eventually you get to the place where you are more and more well-known, because you have been consistent with giving people extreme value and this usually goes along with like you just being active means that you're generating more impressions for your audience and having a greater number of impressions towards your audience means that you have a greater chance of success for conversion of getting them to like you or follow you or uh, become influenced by you But only if the message is clear, okay? If you are confusing your audience with your message, if you're all over the place and you're making them feel uh, just confused on who you are, what actions you want them to take, then they're very unlikely to take any action with you. And so you need to make sure that this process is very simple, very easy. I think I kind of shot myself in the foot here because I started a podcast, a YouTube channel, and streams And that's just an excessive amount of content that can become confusing for people because there's so much what they call top of funnel. This is essentially the stuff that I create to like reach out to new people to get them involved in what we do. But there are so many different places that people can go, which is an advantage, but it's also a disadvantage because I'm not able to focus on each one of these at the same time and make sure that they're all as amazing as they could be. So keep that in mind. If you're thinking of starting like a billion different things at once, I don't think that you should do it. I think that you should start with one, wait until it gets to the point where it is successful and comfortable and you can, you know what amount of time and energy it requires from you in order to give it the attention that it needs before you move on to the next thing. Okay, the next component of influence is called social proof. I've talked about this in the podcast before. Essentially, this is the fact that human beings think that other things or think that things are better when there are more human beings surrounded by them. This is why successful streamers are always getting the new viewers because Twitch is uh, really dictated by or the success of your stream on Twitch is dictated by your social proof because everything is organized by how many viewers you have. So it works for the people who are already successful streamers and against the people who are not already successful streamers. And what this means is that you, once again, have to do that door-to-door sales kind of stuff as a smaller creator. But it's also, it goes back to exponential growth. So it's going to be harder in the beginning, but the snowball will build up and up and up and up, eventually getting you to the place you want to be. And this only happens whenever, like, your marketing efforts and your, your efforts to make everything pop off are really, really good, okay? If you're just... Creating, You're just showing up to a stream and you're doing some stuff behind the scenes that people aren't seeing publicly. They're going to assume that you're not really doing anything and you're not going to get this snowball. Just because you show up to stream does not mean that you are generating social proof for yourself, that you are being consistent, that you're uh, reciprocating the things that you're receiving or you're asking uh, for reciprocation. And it doesn't mean the next three things that you need to be influential are Part of your process, either. So you need to have social proof, right? We can manufacture social proof for ourselves just by collecting testimonials. So if you can create, I've talked about this in a previous um, uh, in a previous podcast episode too. I believe it was "How to Grow and Manage a Community," where I talked about your quick win. If you can create some kind of quick win for people, this is a very easy, just immediate transformation that you can give them. It might be some kind of introduction to your community. It might be a little strategy that's unique to you. It might be a uh, challenge or something. And you get people to kind of have that hook into your community. And then you take that hook, that little result that you gave them, and you ask them to give you some kind of tweet or Instagram post or take a little video about how that changed their life, then that's going to lead to you creating social proof for yourself and not needing to rely on strictly just the numbers that Twitch is giving you in your, your viewership um, on the platform. So this way you create more buzz about yourself, right? We create social proof without having to rely on those viewership numbers. The next component that you need is liking. Obviously, people need to like you if you want to have influence over them. Now, this isn't the same as social proof because just because people are are watching your stream doesn't mean that people are liking it, but people are more likely to like you if they think that you are like them. All right. So that sounds like an absolutely chaotic sentence, but essentially what you need to know is which group of people will be able to accept and appreciate who you are and what you do. You cannot do this without sharing your real self. Okay. If you are hiding behind the fact that you feel awkward on camera, if you're not really talking to your viewers, if you're not, I don't think You necessarily have to show your face and have a camera, but you do have to have a level of honesty and authenticity with who you are and what you do in order to get people to like you because they have that level of connection with you. The next uh, thing that will make you influential, influential, (laughs) influential is authority. Okay. Authority is... A person who commands attention. So these are the people who walk into the room and the heads kind of turn their direction. It's charisma. It makes you compelling. A lot of people think that you can just fake it till you make it here, but you really, you cannot fake authority. Uh, You can't fake having the level of charisma of that example that I just gave. And so, what you have to do is you have to uh, kind of cultivate this level of authority through the work that you do. You position yourself as a person who is um, who needs to be listened to, who deserves to be listened to, because you, in the first stage, in your micro stage, you care about your people. In the second stage, in your expert stage, you are the best in the world. And in the third stage, you have that level of influence over pretty much all of the subject matter that you have been uh, creating over or influential within. And so in order to generate that authority, you have to do different things at different stages. People are going to feel like you're more authoritative as a micro-influencer whenever you have a lot of relationships that are very close. Then they're going to think that you have more authority as a subject matter expert after you are showing them that you have that subject matter expertise more so than anyone else in your space does. I kind of repeated myself there, but hopefully that makes sense. I felt like it was a little bit unclear. Then we have scarcity. So scarcity is essentially something that is less available Is considered to be more valuable. So, this means that if you stream seven days a week, that means that you are less valuable because you're always available. And so, if it comes down to watching you or watching someone who's only live three days a week, people are probably going to prioritize the person who streams three days a week because they know that they can just catch you tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Something that you also need to think about as a content creator is something called audience burnout. So this is something that I've also thought (laughs) I've contributed to because I have this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the streams for a while. And there's this level of interest that people can have in you, and you're still an attractive brand or personality influencer to them, but if you start creating everywhere, you show up everywhere, you do everything, you're always on, uh, you're always streaming, you're always creating content, you can actually burn your audience out because you are too available and you're too commanding of attention. You want to be around, yes, we want to be consistent, but we want to make sure that when we show up, our value commands that level of attention and authority and uh, all of these other other influential components from people versus we think that we have to just always be there, which is going to make people kind of burn out on us. Some other things you want to think about here is that if you want to use scarcity to develop your influence... You need to think about the scarcity of your information, okay, and the amount that you share with your audience. Oversharing can be seen as desperation, and having a little bit of secrecy incites more intrigue about you and makes you more compelling. The next component of influence is called unity. So this is the new one that Robert Cialdini just added, and it's really, really good. This one is all about... Being relatable. So it's the idea that when we identify with other people, we're more influenced by them. We've seen the rise of all those really popular YouTubers who have popped off because they are just so relatable, right? Emma Chamberlain is a perfect example of this. And this is also why it's very important that you share your struggles with people because whenever you share the things that you suck at or you talk about things in a funny way or you uh, talk about, you know, all those day-to-day human being things that we all experience in a way that attracts people to you, it's going to be more likely that you become influential in the minds of people because they see themselves in you. And so they're attached to your success. They're attached to your opinions. So I know the title of this podcast episode is the three things you need to be influential as fuck and technically I just went into seven but this is a lot of information so I really want to just drill this down into three things for you I want to make this very simple and easy for you to understand the three things that you need to be influential are logic ethics and emotion that's it. The better you become at juggling all three of those things, the more influential you're going to be as a creator, the more you're going to grow closer to your community. And then the more you're going to. Tra- traverse or, or start to evolve into a, a more and more powerful, influential person that can uh, help other people based on the connection that you have with them. Logic is your ability to be logical, to give people strategy and to talk about uh, business and to talk about all of the, the components that are emotionally dry, but contribute to level headed results. The next thing you need to know, right, is ethics. So you need to be able to appeal to the right and wrong, the morals of the things that you're doing and also emotion. So you need to know how to talk about the things that you're feeling in a way that brings people in, that makes them more compelling. So this is something that I learned from a book I just got for my birthday from Nuance. It's called From Individual to Empire, A Guide to Building an Authentic and Powerful Brand. It's by Laura Bull who used to do a lot of brand development for some massive, massive musicians. Think of like some of the most famous musicians in the world. She used to work for Sony and she had that, that sentence in her book. She talked about the, the more adept an influencer is at, Utilizing or at appealing to logic, ethics, and emotion, the more powerful they become. And it just blew my freaking mind because we see in content all the time the logic side. We always, always, always see people being level headed, don't get emotional, just give them the strategy and then dip. Or we see those people who are constantly freaking out, like this is a, the Tyler ones of the Twitch community, constantly freaking out, lots of emotions, lots of chaos everywhere. And not a ton of ethics, right? They don't really appeal a lot to the the morals of what they do. So this is why learning how to balance all three is really important because you want to temper your emotion. You don't want to get too emotional and forget about the morals or forget about the logical things that you need to do whenever you are creating your content and trying to become more influential. But we also need to bring emotion into our ethics and into our logic and show people the emotional component, what it's like to be an actual human being, right? This is part of the the unity development. Your emotions are going to help people connect with you. And we have to make sure that we do all of this and balance all of these things with our morals because we want to show people just because we get upset about something doesn't mean that we let our morals completely go right. We need to show people the things that we do have ethics about that we do have morals about, because that shows that we are more logical and level headed and we don't just get emotional. So all three of these things work together. You've probably heard of them referenced uh, as like ethos, logos and pathos um, in like Greek Literature and and the Aristotle days, you know what I'm saying. And those three things, if you can constantly keep those in the back of your mind as you're streaming, making YouTube videos, building a business, whatever it is that you're doing, they're gonna make you more influential because you are able to make sure that people. See all these different sides of you and that you appeal to all those different sides. Instead of leaning too far one way, you're going to be a very well-rounded content creator who is more influential than the average. Okay, holy moly, that was a lot of words and it was a little bit rushed because I have to jump into a meeting now, but make sure that you subscribe to the show if you haven't already wash your hands, stay at freaking home, y'all. Do not be going outside right now. I swear to GERD, I will disown you. I will keep this podcast going if you keep staying inside. How's that? (laughs) I'll see you all in the next one. Don't forget to leave a comment if you haven't already. I love you so much. Bye!